VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Boys, it's Jeremy W. Miller. Neil, the rebound. Kevin Alley brings it up. Throws it across. Miller for three. over the rebound for his ninth. 18 points, 9 rebounds, 6 oh. assists from James. Oh, oh the chicken! Double time! Miles Turner! Yeah! Welcome to the NBA, my friend! Turner sets the screen. Oh, 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 no. oh, oh no. right Don't let him throw it down like that! Victor on the deep phone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod Podcast. Welcome to the Born Ready to Pod podcast. My name is Chris Cook. Sitting next to me, as always, Jake Light and Eric Hawk. Today, a very, very special podcast episode. It is NBA Free Agency. Let's go! Been waiting all year for this. So right now, uh, you might be listening to this Monday morning, Monday afternoon. We are recording this right now, Sunday at 6.22 p.m. is our start time here. So what we've just decided to do here in this opening is we're just going to go through Woj's tweets here. And I'm going to read off some of the deals to you guys, and you're going to tell me what you think. And also, uh, if any Pacers news breaks, we'll obviously transition over to that but as of now they have not signed anybody but they are soon expected to sign ricky rubio so first deal that he tweeted out jj reddick to the new orleans pelicans two years 26.5 million dollars surprised that jj made the move to the western conference to join zion and the boys no, I think it's a good deal. Um, what better way to get open shots? You're playing with uh, Zion Williamson, uh, Drew Holiday, who doesn't need to you know shoot a lot. He's more of a slasher. Um, what a great opportunity for J.J. Redick uh, to be a mentor to a young up-and-coming team. I really like that signing for the New Orleans Pelicans. It's a good veteran signing, like you just said. And the spacing, he's definitely going to get a lot of open threes there, hopefully, and I mean, I don't, I'm kind of a Pelicans fan now, honestly. My Western Conference team is the Pelicans, a big Zion guy. Everybody knows that. But, uh, yeah, it seems like a good fit. I mean, he's one of those guys that can fit on any team, right? Like, I, anywhere he, he yeah. goes, you're like, great fit. Like, he just, he, it's kind of like the old Kyle Korver. I mean, JJ's better than Kyle Korver, yeah. but I just mean Kyle Korver goes to a team, and immediately it's like, oh, hey, the, 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 he's a perfect fit genius. for this team. They made a genius It's move. just, if you can shoot in the NBA and your name's not Doug McDermott, like, yeah. you're – you're going to find a spot and be successful. All right, what's next? Next three deals, I'm just going to read them off. Uh, Kimball Walker to the Celtics. That's been talked about for the last few days. Four years, $141 million. Chris Middleton re-signs with the Milwaukee Bucks. Five years, $178 million. So he takes just a little bit less than what the max was there for him. And then Harrison Barnes returns to the Sacramento Kings. Four years, $85 million. So thoughts on those deals? Anything that sticks out to you? I think first things first, the Kings definitely overpaid for Harrison Barnes. Yeah, yes, definitely, but I don't even care because I, I, Harrison Barnes to me, he's a good player, but he's never, he's not like a super impact. No, he's not going to be a superstar. I don't care about him at all. I think yeah. Middleton for the Bucks makes a lot of sense. He's the their number two for sure. They're locked him up in the future. 
I don't even know. I said he might go to the Lakers just because I figured they'd maybe just throw that max money at him and it'd be enticing. You know, his first time to actually choose where he went. He wants to stay with the Bucks, play with Giannis. Smart decision. Who was the other player? Um, give me oh, Kemba. Yeah. Kemba to the oh, yeah. Celtics. Yeah, real quick, yeah, no, sorry. Real quick, Scott Agnes just reported uh, Ricky Rubio fills one vacant spot in the starting lineup, and Aaron Holiday will be serving as his backup. So we don't have any um, direct numbers here. Uh, we do know that Daniel House just signed a three-year, $11.1 million deal with the Houston Rockets. Wow. But, no, I mean, so it is. it does seem like Ricky Rubio is going to be our point guard. And before this, we don't know what he's going to get. If we could get him around 10 mil, I will feel better. But earlier this week, they were talking 15 mil. I think, two, I think, okay, if they structure it this way, and we're moving ahead a little bit here. Sorry. If they structure sorry. the Rubio deal like they did the Darren Collison deal originally, where it was a one and one. So that second year was a team option. Then I'm more comfortable paying him 15 a year. So, do we have any idea what the numbers are going to be? We have no idea. We have no idea. We're all speculating. I know earlier this week on Jump, uh, Woj mentioned, um, he mentioned actually at first three years, 60 mil. There's no way. But but I think that's been (laughs) backtracked down to about 15 mil a year. And I think it's it's a very positive thing, though, that we have not jumped out and said we've already signed Ricky Rubio. I think we're actually trying to make this thing. If it's a two or three year deal between 10 to 15 million, I won't be as upset. If it's over 15 million, or fifteen million, I'm gonna be pissed. We're probably the only ones negotiating for Rubio. Yeah. Like we're just negotiating against ourselves. I'm uh, sure I might have had some interest, but you know, back to Walker though. Yeah, Kemba. So I've always liked Kemba. He's never been on a good team. I hate this move because I'm gonna have to, you know, he's in the East. We're gonna have to play him. I think for the Celtics, it's kind of a good scenario. Like you lose Kyrie and Horford, you at least get Kemba. And, you know, a dynamic guard. I mean, they're one signing away from being the same team that swept us, really. I mean, you lose a lot in Horford. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Kyrie had the year that everyone – it wasn't, like, his best year. And a lot of, like, unstable yeah, things you're coming right. off the injury. And a lot so, of people said, too – sorry to interrupt. Yeah, go ahead. It's good for the younger players now that the Anthony Davis trade has went through because last year in their head a lot of them were probably thinking, well, at some point I might just get yeah. traded off. So now they have that pretty much off their shoulders So like, Tatum and – Jalen Brown, maybe they'll go back to playing like they did pre-Kyrie Irving when they did that playoff series. So they went from having basically losing almost every like their two best players to getting some equal value in my opinion, one back, and then I mean who knows? There's a lot of guys they could still sign. Uh, Middleton, yeah, to the Bucks. We figured that was going to happen. Yeah. So uh, I mean they they overpaid. I feel like, but. They had to, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Rose to the Pistons, two years, $15 million, Assuming he's going to be a six-man there, maybe he'll start. Reggie Jackson's not that good. So Thunder Dan said, would you rather have Rose for that or what we might sign Rubio for? I want to wait until the Rubio deal comes okay. out. If it's $15 million a year, then I'll probably say Derek Rose. Oh, we got a notification here. Oh, <laughs> if it's nothing, we'll just, just retweet and shit. All right, so uh, no real thoughts on the Derrick Rose deal. Uh, Detroit Pistons, kind of a blah move there. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas staying with the Memphis Grizzlies, three years, forty-five million. Sounding like the Milwaukee Bucks are trying to move Malcolm Brogdon in a sign-in trade. Does it say who? Does not. Shams. <coughs> Ricky Rubio, three-year. Fifty-one million dollar deal with the Suns. The Suns. Get better than High this. five! We didn't get it. It doesn't get better. Holy shit! 
God. I don't even know. I feel excited, but I... I've yeah. already got it to tweet out. I did, too. We all tweeted, I think, from it. That's fine. Oh, Let's my. go. Amazing. That's a live reaction. You only get that when W's in the house. Or we both the, tweeted the same thing. Uh, we both said, let's go. Pacers get Jeremy Lamb. Done deal also. That just happened. Three Did it? year, 31.5. Oh, I really want. I like that deal. Wait, that's whoa, a that's deal. a good deal. That's, that's a, a great deal. deal. Great that's deal. That's going to be our Bojan replacement as we lose him to the Jazz. We're just, we're just jumping all around. Bo- Bojan. Oh, oh, my God. He's on the Jazz. 73 million. How much? Do the math. Well, we, hey, we're going to pause real quick to recap. <laughs> I got, I got it. Malcolm Brogdon has signed with a deal with the Pacers. Breaking news on Monday morning when we released this. You guys didn't hear about this before now. <laughs> oh, my God. Ru- oh, my God. Dude, the hold Bucks, on, hold on, we just went from a minute to thinking we were getting Ricky Rubio. Now, I don't know if the Bucks can match this. They've paid oh too God. much money. They can't afford it. They can't afford it, right? Oh we don't God. get into Sally crap. Dude, specific. I kind of felt like that was going anyway, when Rubio went look, there. Look, I just want to say... Bojan Bogdanovic, I want to talk about that first. He just signed a deal with the Utah Jazz. Four years, $73 million, I okay. think. Bojan, one of my respect. favorite Pacers the last couple seasons. we got to have a tribute. we got to have a tribute. Hit the damn music. I don't know what we're going to do with that. Um, played his ass off after Victor got hurt. We also lost that. We haven't talked about yeah, that. Yeah, and I want to talk about that as well. I was going to get to that, I think. And I, How did we get out of Ricky Rubio? 60 seconds. We oh. Hey, all right. We'll save, hey, we're going to save it. At the end of this podcast, we'll do a shout-out to both Bogey and Thad. So yeah. you guys start thinking what you want to say, of course. and then we'll do it. So anyways, Malcolm Brockton signs with the Pacers. Now, the Bucks can't match Jeremy that. Lamb. And Jeremy Lamb. I don't know if – I don't think Milwaukee can match it because they've made all these signings. I don't think they're like that. Might not be in their plans now. So, what do you guys think about this, Brogdon and Jeremy? Indiana Lamb? is trading two future first round picks. A first round and two future second. Okay, okay, round. okay. So okay. it's a sign and trade. Sign and trade sign deal. And trade. So we for sure have Brogdon. Yes. Okay. This is this is moving. Fast. All right. Sorry if there's a. Okay. You know what? Actually, we're gonna go live right now on yeah, Twitter. Let's, let's go, go live. live. On Twitter. Let's go live. Um. So you guys have the details, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just go. Just go. Um, sorry, we're just kind of at a delay here. <clears throat> um, so whenever we're going to go live. So we have Jake, could you just recap to everybody what we just did? <laughs> Dan Hartley just, just, got uh, just basically uh, what happened here is we thought Ricky, hi guys, how's it going? <clears throat> Big news. Yeah. All right. Basically, we just thought Ricky Rubio was going to be an Indiana Pacer. We were thinking it was going to be about $15 million. Well, you got to come, well, um, come over here. And it just happened so fast. He went to the Suns immediately. The Pacers uh, make a sign and trade here um, with the Bucks. Malcolm Brogdon, uh, $85 million over four years. So it's $20 million a year for Malcolm Brogdon. He's your new point guard of the Indiana Pacers. Um Oh, boy. Uh, that is a hefty contract. Um, you had to overpay for him. Had to overpay for him. I do think he's a better option um, than Ricky Rubio. He's a much better playmaker. He's younger. He's better defensively. Um, I don't know that I like 20 mil a year, but, again, I'd rather pay him 20 mil a year uh, than Ricky Rubio. So what was the trade again? Um, I'm honestly we we're t- two future first round. Sorry, it all happened at once. It's trading a first round and two future second round picks to Milwaukee from Malcolm Brogdon. So, what do you guys think that are joining us right now on Twitter Live? What do you guys think about what the Pacers have done? They've gotten Brogdon, Jeremy Lamb. They lost that in bogey. So, what do you guys think about that so far? Do you like the moves they've made? Um, or do you have some questions about that? So go ahead, type to us, let us know. Uh, you guys, right now we are recording on the podcast, so 
Uh, Dude, I love the Brogdon move. Here we go. Mitchell move. Brooks says, better than getting Rubio. Would have really liked to keep Bogey. Yep, I, me too. We're going to have a tribute to him later. Uh, B Pacers Fever loves it. Cole Schroeder thinks it's terrible. He's just being an asshole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Pistons just signed Derrick Rose, dude, so go away. Uh, Trey the Bishop hates it all. Okay, Trey, negative Nancy. Uh, Shermanator says, save the day getting Brogdon over Rubio. Gonna miss Bogey. Saddy about Thaddy. Yep, I'm saddy about my daddy, Thaddy. Uh, no problem at all. MB can guard, shoot, and play, make. Yep, don't like Lamb, like Brogdon. Wish we had Bogey. Oh, my gosh, you guys are all we over. We just added a 50-40-90 guy and yep. didn't get Ricky Rubio. So Praise uh, Pritchard. R.I.P. Bogey. Uh, so I think we need – let Hawk speak. Dan Hartley wants to hear you talk. What are we talking about, Dan? <laughs> I love the moves. Um, obviously moving Bojan, but I think he's a little overvalued as a Pacers fan just because we saw his rise and come up. I think there is guys that can replace Bojan. Obviously, Jeremy Lamb's not going to be as good as Bojan. But, I mean, you're making moves. You're getting Brogdon. And what was the Lamb contract? Uh, we, we're hearing three years, 31 mil. That's not so bad that, at that's all. That's not bad at all. That's He's, a good contract. Listen, we hit on Jeremy Lamb uh, earlier in the season as a potential guy we could trade for once Vic got hurt. Um, he fits our team really well. I know his three-point percentage isn't great, um, but he's a guy that could develop into a better a better version of what he is now. Like He's not hitting his peak quite yet, and I really think Jeremy Lamb could be the sixth man we really need. Uh, he's definitely going to be better than Tyreek was, um, and I really like that deal. $10 million for Jeremy Lamb at this stage in his career is a risk, but it's also something that makes the Pacers better and in the like short 27. term and long term. I'm excited. Right. I'm very excited about All this. Right. So he's got three nicknames listed on Basketball Reference. Humble Moses, which I that's pretty good to start. The President and Uncle Malcolm. So right then and there, that tells you all you need to know about Malcolm Brogdon. He's going to be a great Indiana Pacer. I mean, Jesus Christ. Humble Moses, that's a great name. Last year he played 64 games. Um, he shot 43, almost 43% from three, um, 54 from the two range, and 93% from the free throw line, 15.6 per game. So... He had that injury late, but I, I, I mean, when you sign Lopez and you sign Middleton, there's no way you yeah. can work out with Brogdon, especially with Giannis next year. So. Uh, Josh Ray asked, do you think Turner is long-term? Yeah. What do you mean? Is he a long-term fit for the Pacers? Tur- yeah. Miles Turner? Yeah. Yes. Because yes. there's been talk about trading one of the big guys. I don't think we're doing that now. Yeah. I don't think so either. I think this so, is... Go ahead, and then I got a question for you guys. So stay yeah. on for this. So this is kind of this is my thought on it. Once we lost Bogdanovich, we could not we could not go to Ricky Rubio. You can't go to Ricky Rubio because he's not a scoring guard. You go to Malcolm Brogdon, who's more of a scorer. Uh, he's younger. Again, we're we're using the p word a lot. Potential. Uh, you're paying for that potential with Malcolm Brogdon, um, and he's just a, he's a great defender. He can shoot a he can shoot a lot better than Rubio. Um, so you go from having Bogdanovich, and then we basically got Malcolm Brogdon and Jeremy Lamb. Those are two guys that can score the basketball at the guard position. That's huge. Some guys said still get D'Angelo Russell for depth. Yeah, no Wouldn't way. hate it. Um, all right, so Pacers starting five right now. What does it look like as it sits today? Brogdon? Uh, it's going to be probably to start the year Brogdon. So, no, wait, let's include Oladipo. Okay. So, let's do pre and let's do pre Oladipo, post Oladipo. The playoff Oladipo. roster starting, hopefully, versus the opening game. Yeah. So, opening game, I think it'll be Sabonis, Turner, TJ Warren, Malcolm Brogdon. And Lamb. 
And Jeremy Lamb? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. And then who comes out when Victor comes back? Lamb? I think Lamb goes okay. to the bench. Lamb, and then you bring uh, Goga, Lamb, and who Holiday. else? Holiday. off the bench. And, and McBuckets. McBuckets. And Leaf. So. And they still have room, I think. Thunder Dan Hartley was on here, said we still might have room for a mid-level player as well. Yeah. So we still have room. We st- yeah, we still got to fill out the roster. We need. We. I, I think we're going to be moving on a power forward type. We cannot. We can't listen. We cannot be happy with with a, the potential of TJ Leaf starting. No. I, and I don't like. I don't like Turner and Sabonis starting at the same time. I just don't. I don't think it works in the NBA today. I like it a lot better with uh, Jeremy Lamb. Uh, once Vic comes back, Jeremy Lamb and Domas in that second unit, I think that's a pick-and-roll combo that could be lethal. Uh, we need another and power forward. Man. Yeah, we need a power forward, guys. We really, 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 really I need agree. a power forward. Um, and so I'm looking at potential. I, I wouldn't mind a guy like Jermichael Green. I don't know what he's going to get. I don't know if it's even a name that the Pacers have thought about. Uh, but he could be uh, a, a high upside guy as well to kind of pair with with these young Pacers moving forward. Our best players are now like 27 years old. So I mean, we're we're kind of got we got a younger core. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not super young, but it's it's a group that can come together and, and play together for three or four more years, and hopefully you get something out of it. I love it. Someone suggested Alize. Lol. Um, no, I, mean, I, I don't make the roster. I don't. I don't think that that is a bad. He said op- Lol. I, I didn't know. Say I, LOL I know. I know. Uh, it's just I think that he's an option in the second unit. Um, <laughs> someone's gonna have to. We're, we got to step up. I wouldn't be surprised if we if we go with uh, two mid level guys. Uh, but the power forward position desperately needs to be fixed. Our best power forward is Domas, and he's a center. So yeah. that, that tells you where we're at right now. So. Uh, you'd be nice if one of Alize, Alize or Sumner hit. You know, played good next year. That would be nice. That'd be great. I, Someone I, asked you guys think with all these Eastern Conference teams getting all stars that the Pacers can make a run. Uh, like make a, a run, like, the, uh, like a deep run in the playoffs. Not necessarily a championship, but you, you just know. have to. I mean, get there. You always say like the Raptors. Did, no one expects them to win the championship, but they got there and things happened. Postseason, we're adding depth. We're really deep. So if we run into Philadelphia, and let's say Joel Embiid can't even get his ass to the other three point line, and maybe Ben Simmons is out, we could be in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm not saying we are better than or worse than any of the teams ahead of us. If Kawhi stays, it's probably the Raptors better. But I think losing Brogdon for the Bucks is significant too. I don't think yeah. they have gotten any better necessarily. So deep run, you never know. I mean. That'd be pretty cool. And just it all depends a, on Old Depot, too. Just well. got a text from the man, Dewan. Yeah. Love the moves with five exclamations. That's when you know. That's all you that's, need to know right there. Thank you, Kevin Pritchard, for matching expectations, or living up to expectations. Do you think we have the best defense in the NBA with everyone healthy? I, de- I think the Malcolm Brogdon signing makes us one of the best defensive teams in the league, although we've already been the best uh, or one of the best over the past couple of years. Yeah. Uh, the Brogdon signing, I can't tell you how elated I am that we got him instead of Ricky Rubio. I never – we've been we have been begging people to see the light with Ricky Rubio. He's not a scorer. He can't defend the pick and roll very well. He's um, going to Phoenix. He's going to Phoenix. <laughs> um, we go from – we. Brogdon makes us exponentially better, and you got to guard the point guard position in the NBA, and I think Brogdon knocks it out of the park for us. Uh, I couldn't be much more happy with the decision yeah. to sign him. He's played a lot of shooting guard, too. So, I mean, if Holiday, maybe next year he starts, he's in the two. I mean, And I, I think, think we should have known something was up because Bogey wouldn't have taken a meeting with the Jazz, I feel like, if the Pacers weren't yeah. like, uh, I don't think we're going to re-sign you. Yep. 
I don't. I, I love it. Sh- uh, Shams official with the three year thirty one point five for Jeremy Lamb. So that I love is, it. I love that deal. Um, We're gonna sign off Twitter Live. Thanks guys for joining us. We're gonna still continue recording here. Keep going. Okay, sorry. Um, Agnes. Um, Agnes basically says that he he thought that Rubio was gonna get a much cheaper deal. Um, with the Pacers, he, he was hearing it was going to be cheaper uh, than the three uh, fifty one that he got with the Phoenix Suns. So I think it makes a lot of sense that the Pacers pivoted quickly. I think this is a move the Pacers have been desperately trying to do for uh, quite some time. I'm interested to see how this contract is structured with Brogdon. Uh, off the top of my head here, I, I just I could see something going down where uh, maybe the money is backloaded a little bit because we we cannot. We we have to get another power forward. We have to. Is there anybody um, you're looking at? I was thinking like Julius Randle. I'll be honest with you. So I, what he got in last year's market? I so Julius Randle, maybe. That I wouldn't mind. I would. I I, I I wouldn't mind Julius Randle. I think that's a great idea. Um, I am a little scared though. Um, people just people think you play small. <laughs> you can't play. We can't play TJ Warren for long stretches at the four. He can't defend the four. Um, if we when you get Brogdon and you we're going to be a defensive team. We're going to win with defense. Um, so you you have to find a four that can do it all. And I'm not exactly sure that's Domas. I see a lot of people suggesting the Domas is the starting four. Uh, he stopped smoking cigs, maybe. Tom, <laughs> Thomas Bryant, three-year, $25 million deal to the Washington Wizards, I so like he gets that. paid. Um, Very efficient, kind of like a Javel McGee type. Right? I, I honestly thought Bogdanovich was going to be back with the Pacers, so I have not looked at power forwards. Off the top of my head, Jermichael Green would be a great fit for us. I think he might get paid too much, though. I think people will see his potential mm-hmm. kind of like what we are talking about now. So, uh, Tweet from Woj. Rodney Hood's going back to the Portland Trailblazers. Two-year, $16 million deal. $8 million a year for Rodney Hood. I think that's about what I would have liked the Pacers to go uh, to attack him at. Eight? eight million a year, yeah. yeah. So I had him on my guest list. I had him 328 to the Pacers. So he got... Nine, yeah, yeah, something like, yeah. So, um, interesting stuff to say the least, guys. I almost need a break. I almost need yeah, a break here. We're gonna here. go ahead and take a pause um, real quick. Yeah. We'll be right back after this. We gotta get a nice breath of fresh air for all the excitement from the past fifteen minutes. Literally, right when we started recording, we'll be back in just a sec. Malcolm Brogdon. He is now a pacer. I love it. We uh, we needed a minute to decompress there. Everything kind of broke so fast. So you're saying your biggest concern now is the four. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and I actually just sent a tweet out to somebody who said, who's going to play three, who's going to play the four. I am completely fine with starting TJ Warren at the three. Super content with that. Where my biggest question mark comes is, I, I think Sabonis is a five. I think Turner's a five. You go out and find a four. We should still have our mid-level exception. We still should have some cap space. You got to go out there and get a four that can play. We need a starting four man. He doesn't have to be the flashiest guy. He just needs to be a good player. And you slide Sabonis with Sabonis, Holiday, Lamb in your second unit. Hopefully McBuckets, who we don't love. We are not a McBuckets podcast, but he can space the floor with his shooting. You're talking about a lot of playmakers in that second unit, but you got to get another four to make it all work. And the thing is, too, Warren can start at the three, but he can also play the four. And the thing we've all always talked about, Sabonis and Turner, They one of them gets, I mean, they miss maybe, between the both of them, 20 games a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So you need somebody to come in and be able to soak up those minutes. And, you know, what if it doesn't work out with Sabonis playing the four? What if he's better t- coming off the bench? So, I mean, TJ Warren can then slide to the four, but then you also need a backup four. Like, there's so many things and tangibles that could happen during the season. you got to be prepared, and I'm sorry, but TJ Leaf is not a bench player, and Alizé Johnson probably won't be good next season. Yeah. So... You got to go out and get a power forward here. Um, regarding the wings and guards, I think they're set. Do you think the most realistic thing we do is trade Sabonis or Turner for that four? If they get a good ass deal, or maybe a mid. That's our mid level. Yeah, I mean, I saw someone on here suggest Derek Favors. I don't know how much he's going to command. Is Trevor Booker still in shape? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, that. I mean, you could get. I don't. I I need to see a list of power forwards. Can someone yeah. pull that up? I uh yes, I can try. I'm just saying off the top of my head. I like. I love Jamichael Green. I love the yes, fit. that too. I will really would love Jamichael Green, and I think he could maybe get between seven to ten mil a year. I think that would be really nice, a great fit for us. So Terrence Ross to the Magic, four year, fifty four million. Garrett Temple to Brooklyn. Two year, ten million. While you're still looking that up, Alfreek Aminu to the Magic, three years, twenty nine million. The Dirty Freak. Uh, Bojan, we've already talked about that. Um, Jeremy Lamb, Thomas Bryant returns to the Wizards, three years, twenty five million. I I think that was a little high. So they got Tobias Harris, <coughs> Porzingis signed. They got Randall, Mirtics going overseas. So still Randall, Marcus Morris. Yeah. What do you think he would get? Uh, probably, probably somewhere between ten to fifteen. Do we have that kind of money? No, I don't think so. So, how much money do we realistically have? Just a mid-level exception? I think it's probably somewhere between five to eight million dollars. Okay, so realistically, Marcus Moore is not an option. Alfred Camino gone. Bobby Portis. I think he'll get a decent deal. Yeah, he doesn't talk to somebody too. I saw Taj yeah. Gibson. Uh, yes, I would love that. Kenneth Fareed. Markeith Morris, Jeff Green, Jamichael Green, Mike Scott. I would take any of those guys as a backup four over TJ Lee. Tolliver, I would take Jared Dudley as a backup four over TJ Lee. Trey Lyles, those are all the free agent guys. I wouldn't mind Trey Lyles, young guy, you get him for cheapest. Would you guys take. uh, He is restricted to. Jared Dudley over TJ Leaf. Backup four. Yes, just because of tenacity. I feel like he'd fit well defensively on this team. What do you think? I'm not looking for a backup four. I'm looking for a starting four, boys. Yeah. I think that's I think that's the biggest question mark. Are I you think... going to be able to find a starting four with that mid-level exception? Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think what you're going to see here is there are three possibilities, in my opinion. First possibility is we go out and we we get one of these guys for a decent deal, maybe a one-year deal. We give them, the, like, the rest of our salary cap, whatever that is, mid-level exception, and you get a decent power forward, a guy you feel comfortable with starting, just comfortable enough so that Sabonis can be in the second unit. Second option, you trade Sabonis or Miles Turner for that starting four. You clear up cap space. You can do some other things with that. I think we'd all prefer if we kept our guys. Um, and then your third option is you just wait you wait, you wait, and you just wait till it's just the bargain basement hunting, one-year deal, yeah. uh, get get somebody of that nature. I, I think the way this is looking, 
I would say it either needs to be option one or three. I don't think we should trade Sabonis quite yet. I don't either. You don't need to. No, you yeah, don't need to. We could even move like Doug McDermott, TJ Leaf, get those contracts off our books somehow. Yes. Or you know, give equal value, but a if we're looking to sign that's a guy, like $10 million that's right there. Right I kind yeah. of like Taj Gibson. Yeah, I don't like him or Fareed. I would be. That would be like a. Yeah. For, they're two very different players. Taj would bring more of what. Um, Thad Young was to us at a cheaper price. I think he's. You, I think we need some veteran leadership. Freed is more of that guy. He's more of a second unit guy to me. Although he is a monster on the boards, which could definitely help out Miles Turner. But what we're trying to tell you guys is, it's probably not going to be a big name. But we definitely need to add to that power forward group. And this is the one thing I want to say. We were giving a lot of shit to the front office. I mean, the Pacers always stay quiet, but we and other fans were giving a lot of shit to the front office, and. I think we need to commend them, not just, only for the moves. We just love to just have the yeah. Option, you know, like yeah, nobody's and thinking not rational. not only for the moves, but they took a risk. Yeah, they took a risk. They weren't gonna likely go out and sign one of those top tier free agents. We knew that, so they had to get one of these B B or C players and overpay. They overpaid for Brogdon, but they're taking a risk on it rather than staying staying pat, staying the course, going after Ricky Rubio. So they definitely need to be commended, not only for the moves, but for taking that risk and, uh, you know, signing these contracts. Yeah. Any other thoughts on the moves? I feel like a guy we've already – I feel like we're overlooking him already is uh, the other guy we got. I can't remember his T.J. name. T.J. Warren. No, not Warren. Jeremy, Jeremy Lamb. Jeremy Lamb. I feel like we're already forgetting about him. How's he going to fit in? Yeah. Is he coming off the bench? Uh, I think he's going to start, the and then I think he'll come off the bench. Wait, okay, so oh, realistically speaking, if he's going to start, uh, we, we're going to have to add another guard that can really play. Um, we're going to have to add a shooting guard, um, and not a not a high quality guy, but we got to add a shooting guard that could. The more I think about it, man, stupid Jared Dudley. <laughs> Somebody that can space the floor with the second unit for a couple mo- a month or two while Oladipo's coming back. Um, who can play power forward. Uh, we do need, obviously, I mentioned All the two. All I do is I look at that power forward list and I say, who would I want over TJ Leaf? And it's a lot of them. I yeah. really want Jamichael Green. No, I'm really, we don't. I know, but I really want him. Um, and I know we're kind of talking in circles, but they, I mean, I came <laughs> in today thinking it was going to be Ricky Rubio and, and Dust, and we, we get Jeremy Lamb, a high upside guy that can really play and, and can shoot. He's been uh, been a proven player in the league now for the past couple of years. And you get Malcolm Brogdon, who is just so much better than Ricky Rubio, so much better than Darren Collison. Um, my mind is just I, – I wasn't expecting it. Let's talk about Darren Collison. So he retired, and Jehovah's Witness, I didn't even hear that. Yeah, so, uh, so Friday, Friday night, Darren <laughs> Collison officially that. retired from the NBA. Said he had a deal in place to go to the Bulls, so he would have went there with Thaddeus Young. Yeah. Um, and then out of nowhere, he even, like, surprised the Bulls. He just decided he was going to retire. He's been a Jehovah's Witness for years, never knew about that. Um, apparently, Miles Turner had went to some meetings with him before, like, during the season. I feel like Miles Turner is the deal. He can't say no to a TMA. Tobias Harris, five-year, $180 million deal to return to the Philadelphia 76ers. Ooh, so we're not going to get him. We are not getting him. But back to Collison. Could you imagine him just knocking on your door and trying to get you to be a Jehovah's Witness one day? <laughs> I never, I never answer the door for any solicitors, specifically yeah, not Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. No, I mean, no disrespect if you are a Jehovah's Witness and listening to a podcast. Um, 
If Darren I, uh, calls and knocks on my door, I, I, might, I, I, I might I'd answer. I'd answer I the door. Convert, yeah. I I would answer the door. I'd let him come in. I'd make him a cup of coffee, and <laughs> we'd have a talk. And Wait, are they allowed to drink coffee? We could have some water, herbal tea, I don't know. Um, whatever he wants, I would make it for him. Yeah. I, I live right by a grocery store, so I'd, I'd make the trip there if he'd wanted that. And uh, So, yeah, it was very surprising to hear that. he. I mean, he could have easily gotten somewhere between 10 to $15 million a year for two or three years. So. I, I got to say this right now. The edits that you do for the jerseys. <laughs> okay, so this is the best part. Like they spend, it takes them hours. Yeah, it the takes them hours. First off, but you know, ninety-eight percent of the people realize that it's a joke, and we do this like every single time for the Pacers. But the people that slide in the DMs saying, "Oh, holy shit! Like this is the worst." It's just hilarious. <laughs> and then people like comment back to those guys. It's awesome. Almost four hundred likes on that picture. What about the guy? What about the guy who is? The biggest Goga fan ever coming at us hard on Twitter. That yeah, guy. that was. What about that guy? I don't even yeah. know what he said. So, for those of you who listened to our previous podcast, that was a live reaction. Yes. To the Goga pick, and the whole time before, I mean, during the day, we were like, "We're gonna pick a white guy. We're gonna pick a white guy." And you know, we had discussed this. It was definitely <laughs> an overreaction. We were exaggerating. Yeah. We weren't completely a hundred percent serious. Yes, we were shocked. Very um, shocked. But, you know, just because we didn't like the pick doesn't mean we're not going to root for him. Yeah. I mean, and we'd love to be lo- – we would love to be made look stupid. If he co- turns out to be Wilt Chamberlain, I would love that. We are irrational fans. Yeah. We do not think things through. We just yeah, and like, people – We just go. People think, like, we're, like, sports writers or analysis <laughs> no. and, like, we're, we, like, have to, like, be nice to – No, th- we are fans like everybody else. We – we don't have a. I mean, we call it a studio, but we record in Hawk's back room. Um, there's nothing professional to this whatsoever. We just like to talk about the Pacers, and some of you like to listen to it, so that's what we like to do. And um, some of you guys, some people just take it too seriously and yeah. think we should be more professional, and that's that's just not what this is. Shout out Alan B. Patterson. A shout out Alan B. Patterson. <laughs> A legend in the game. He's been saying you got to trust Kevin Pritchard, which yeah. I've said, yep. and Hawk doesn't agree with me. I think Alan B. Patterson, if you guys follow him, he's the uh, OBGYN from Florida. I think that might be a Kevin Pritchard burner account. I, I it would be it would be a drastic because why would he go with that character? He's just so. I mean, it's just so out of nowhere. You yeah. get an over the top character. And maybe he's paying Alan B. Patterson to say these things. I don't know. I hope he is. Uh, hope maybe maybe it's like a burner account that doesn't actually belong to Kevin Pritchard, but Kevin Pritchard just like under the table gives him like five hundred bucks mm-hmm. a week to tag him in every tweet. <laughs> because if I was Kevin Pritchard and you don't know this man, he, you got to block him. <laughs> I mean, he blows up his notifications. I mean, Kevin Pritchard has like thirty thousand followers, so yeah. you know he's he's probably reading through a lot of his stuff and. Uh, I, I just don't know how you haven't blocked him yet. So we, I gotta, we gotta. What do we? Do we have any idea what we're doing for the Thad? Should we just do that now? I feel like I could talk about Thad for an hour. Yeah, I, I let's. You want to? Now we're more now? chill and mellow. So let's start with let's Thaddeus Young. Let's talk about the Young. ones we've lost. Let's let's start with Thaddeus Young. Uh, so Darren Collison first. Do we have anything we want to say? Um, he did a great job for two seasons. Filling I was in. shocked the day I found out he was coming back to the Pacers. I was so shocked. Mm-hmm. Like we're doing this again. And, and uh, we were originally pissed with, like, Bogey and Collison signings. Yes. We were like, what the hell? I think for what I expected from Darren, I think he filled the role fine. You know, we get on him. Jake's was one of his biggest haters. Yeah, I thought he was. But at the end of the day, we listed that list of point guards and what? He was in the 20s, late 20s of point guards in the league, we thought. So 
we're getting better as a team. He's a good guy. Everyone seems to like him. I was in a couple games where he almost got triple doubles. I feel like he would be on the edge of a triple double <laughs> randomly and like he had season week. tickets, he would have averaged one. Yeah. So, um, what do you think? Any uh, more? Do you want to mend the fences uh, that you broke with Darren Collison? Uh, my biggest problem with Collison was. When I really started making those comments, I thought the Pacers could compete for an Eastern Conference there was more championship. There, were, there was more riding on it. Um, we saw at Oladipo when I started it. Um, and to be quite honest, I just didn't think there's any way you can make an Eastern Conference Finals with uh, Darren Collison as your starting point guard. And so that kind of just lit my the flame, and then you're just watching this go down, and then... Um, and I just really didn't think if we wanted to get where we wanted to get to that Darren Collison would be the point guard. And so I, I don't hate him. Uh, he he plays hard. He gives all-out effort. He's a great leader. Um, yeah, lead by example. Yeah, and so I, uh, I love to see him leave. But uh, I love to watch him go at the same time. You know what I'm saying? It's like one of those it's it's a bittersweet good thing. Luck. You're on your I way. am much more emotional about the Thad losing Thad. Absolutely. That is one of my favorite Pacers. He is a grinded out, hardworking guy who was our leader. So start the um, Thad talk. Now. And I really it breaks my heart that he left. But there's no way we could have paid three forty one. Remember the first year we got Thad? I was like I, I'd seen him play. I wasn't that high on it, and everyone was like, if you watch him in Brooklyn or wherever he played before, the places he played before, he will, might be your favorite player. And I, I just watched those, you know, that first year with them was such a fun year, and he was amazing. Going to miss Thad. Going to miss all of his, his wife's antics on Twitter. She's always good for an engagement. Cross Mike Scott off the list. He's going back to the Philadelphia 76ers. Okay. Two-year, 9.8 mil, which is the sweet spot where we got to be looking for, about $5 million a year. Yeah. So back to Thad, uh, he's Sorry. just the best, uh, all around great player. Jake, do you have any Thad comments? Chris, do you have any Thad comments? Uh, I think I've already kind of said it. He was just a great leader. Um, he was one of my favorite players in the league before yeah. he made it. Before he was on the Pacers, just because he's tough. Um, he wasn't the best sh- shooter of the no. lineups, but I think he got better at yeah. shooting threes that last year too. He actually became a decent three point shooter. I thought um, he could defend multiple positions. Yeah. Um, you never had to worry about him. Working his butt off, he was never going to go out there and give you a lazy play. Whether the Pacers were down by thirty and he was the game, or they were up by thirty, he'd always play his play his ass off. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely one of the most respected Pacers of all time, even just in three seasons. I put him up there in David West territory, maybe even ahead of him, yeah. like in that toughness, power forward, beloved in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Just his demeanor and the way he played. I mean, it's just perfect. So, I mean, Thad's got a spot in Indiana for the rest of his life. If he comes back for a game, he's going to get a standing ovation when he's yeah. retired. Um, and maybe, you know, down the line, after he finishes up this contract, got paid, he could, you know, sign when he's really old and <laughs> play for us for one more year. I don't know. So Let's make a trade for him. Yeah, let's go ahead and trade for him. So, uh, definitely going to miss Thad. He would um, fit so well on this team, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the position we're missing. He's the position we're missing, and um, – I'm I'm glad he got paid. Um, it's going to be pretty much his last big deal in the NBA, most likely. Um, and uh, he was always the guy who would keep the Pacers mellow when they were getting out of control in in team huddles. The coaches would kind of just back off, and Thad would talk, and they'd come back out and they'd get their shit together. So that's definitely leadership as, aspect is the number one thing oh, that they're losing. Oh my god! What apparently. Uh, Durant was very serious about the Knicks, but the Knicks were not going to offer him a full max, so he moved on to the Nets. That's just dumb. 
Knicks are the Knicks, man. So, Knicks, so they're gonna get Knicks, are cur- Knicks are currently meeting with Julius Randle. Oh, let's go, baby. That'll fix the problem. That's a good Kevin Durant filler. All right, now moving on to Bogey. Bojan. So, basically, the hit the damn music was our biggest Twitter every game thing, I think. And that was all because of Bojan, basically. Yeah. How did that all start? I don't even remember exactly. I don't know. <laughs> it just randomly happened. It was natural. We're getting and like all the good things. It about. happened with the Boyan video, or the Boyan Victor Oladipo when he said Boyan mm-hmm. in that weird voice. Boyan. So we made a little video that said that like three times, and it was just a close up of Boyan's face. Um, and then we just attached hit the damn music to it for some reason, and it worked. And it worked. Uh, we had a nice little video there that came out of it. Now we're going to have to find some new channel. I've had to remove all of those from Twitter, just in case, uh, you know, because we've gotten in trouble with some copyright <laughs> issues, apparently. Oh, shit. Um, you know, you can threaten people on Twitter and threaten to kill them and, you know, call people names, but God forbid if you put a Celine Dion instrumental <laughs> in there, you're going to get suspended. Um, God forbid. God forbid it. So, um, going to miss the hit the damn music. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to come up with something else, and we're, we're not that creative. Yeah. Um. <coughs> no, listen. This is... I disagree. This is what we're best at. Nay, this is what Chris is best at. Yeah. Finding something, some stupid hit the block damn music type ball. deal. Yeah, block <laughs> a shell. I mean, we're going to have something big. I really want it to be for uh, it's Brogdon. Be, it's, so let's be honest. It's got to be for a white guy that everybody thinks is you know clumsy and... A leaf. Maybe yeah. a leaf. Will, will I'm thinking level. Goga. He might have something. <laughs> he is. It, Goga could be the next hit the damn music candidate for something. <laughs> it's got to be someone that can hit a three, though, right? And Goga can, I guess. Well, it could be something else, like maybe a block or, you mm. know. We'll so figure it out. Yeah. you got to just test the waters. We'll, we'll watch in preseason and see what we can figure out. Jake's over there texting right now. He's texting Woj, I think. No, I, yeah, I'm with Woj right now. Actually, I'm just answering. We've... we've been getting great twitter questions and comments and stuff so none of it negative which is actually surprising just trying to get to as many people as possible and, and, I, and I think it's, it, i think i might have already said this but i'm gonna say it again if you think that the photoshop or it's not even photoshop it's snapchat if you think those snapchats took any effort of all and you think that we tried to make those jerseys put on though if you, if you you're think, an idiot yeah you're a freaking moron you should not be allowed to vote eat or breathe oxygen if that's what you think we can't make nice jersey swaps so what we do is we make terrible ones because they <laughs> they blow up look at what happens we're not gonna spend our time trying to make good ones that's what the good people are doing it for that yeah there's an australian guy who's doing it for the pacers and he makes really good ones he'll make the good ones we'll make the bad ones and we'll enjoy both what's the gimmick next year is it going to be blocks to get backpacks to kids? Yes. Remember Brogdon free throws? Could be. Yeah, something. I'm trying to think there. It'll be Turner again. We talked about Wes Matthews. Is there still no rumors about Wes Matthews, Jake? What do you got on the Hey, I got nothing. I looked up Wes Matthews three minutes ago, and I granted everything could change, but there was there was nothing yeah. whatsoever. Wes Matthews, to me, he's interesting. Uh, I could see him going to Golden State. He I could, could see fill him. in for Clay for... I don't hate that. I I don't I don't mind the idea of bringing him back, but it's very crowded now with Jeremy it's, Lamb. Yeah, it'd be a very crowded. But uh, Jeremy Lamb isn't a great defender. Uh, he's definitely not on the level of Brogdon. West Matthews obviously a very good defender. So maybe you roll out uh, a smaller lineup with 
uh, Jeremy Lamb, Wes Matthews, Aaron Holiday, Sabonis, and your filler four. Um, and you're talking about a pretty good second unit. So uh, I, I am getting a lot of Lance Stevenson talk on the Twitter. Okay, um, that's something we should address. Yeah, because I, I, I definitely don't mind it. Um I'm all in, baby. Bring him back. Let's do it. We got There's always. There's always a bed. Now, open. granted, I am part of the team that says Lance spurned us twice. We did decline <coughs> his option, so we set ourselves up for that. Um, we spurned him, tw- or he spurned us twice. Why would we let him back again? For the energy, <laughs> man. Yeah. Because you forgive Lance. That's all it is. And I have the Lance Stevenson jersey. I want to bring it back out. Yeah, me too. I'm still wearing it at the house, but I want to bring it back out to games. I got a bogey jersey. What am I going to do now? <laughs> Maybe get five bucks front for it. <laughs> I know. Would you rather have Tobias Harris or Chris Middleton at, we'll just say, $180 million over five years? Who would you rather have, Tobias or Middleton? <sighs> Tobias. I agree. I'd rather have Tobias. But... I'm going to say Middleton because he's my boy, but okay. I kind of agree that I'd rather have Tobias. Almost up to 500 likes on the beautiful Malcolm Brogdon, Jeremy Lamb picture. Pretty nice stuff. Yeah, good for us. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break we'll here. Come back with, I got a little rally associated. Some, oh, hold on. Pause. There's a possibility Kevin Durant will engage in a sign-in trade with Golden State and Brooklyn two minutes ago. This would give the Warriors a massive trade player exception to use to find depth to add to their roster. Interesting. I don't hate that. All right. We'll be right back with Around the Association. John, John, where's it in Bible? Ready to pass? And also presented by Malcolm Brogdon, Jeremy Lamb, and TJ Warren, and Jeremy W. Miller, and Goga. Wow. Exciting day here at the Born Ready to Pod studio headquarters located in central Indiana. <laughs> First up on Around the Association, a lot of breath. You might need to take a minute. Yeah. Do we need to talk real quick? No, I'm kidding. Uh, Kevin Pritchard told reporters on Friday, Oladipo is unlikely to return until winter, December, January. Does this change anything like at all? No, I think that's kind of what we were expecting. Expecting, yeah. They don't want to rush him back, and I don't feel like they should. I mean, obviously he's got a lot more time to recover than Durant and them and from the playoffs, but look what happens when you rush players back. They just get out for even more of an extended period of time. So you're not playing. Yes, you want those regular season wins, but you're not playing for those games early in the season. So um, January, February was when, you know, competition starts to pick up. So if they can stay around that five or six seed first two months, I think they're going to set themselves up in really great shape for when he comes back. And obviously it's going to take him a while to get back into the swing of things and get accustomed to it. But, I mean, just think Oladipo's going to have – however many, 20, 20 to 25 games off. I mean, Kawhi sat out however many games it was. So you're resting. Your best player's getting a bunch of rest, and he's recovering. So I think uh, there's no need to to, uh, to rush him back. So I think that time frame's good. Everything I've heard from his recovery and, you know, his rehab, is everything's been going great. So And with him, like you know, I mean, if, if he – if he would be the one to tell you, he'd try to play on the first game of the season. Yeah. So, 
I think we need to add we need to add another another shooting guard um, to kind of take that pressure off Vic. Uh, I know we said a four. I still think we have the mid level exception about five to six million. We need to use the five to six million or the MLE on another four. Get another maybe an older shooting guard. A shooting maybe I I, I don't think Wes Matthews would take a small deal, but something like that so that uh, Vic can just. Um, take a deep breath. We're obviously not going to be as good as to, until he is back, but we need him back at 100%. I don't want him coming back at 80. I don't want him coming back at 95. I want him at 100%, no questions asked. So I think it's very important that the Pacers uh, make the necessary moves uh, to make that happen. Um, just real quick, something I don't think we've mentioned, Stephen A. Smith is saying that he thinks it could be Jimmy Butler and Kawhi Leonard to the Clippers. So don't know. Stephen A. Smith. Uh, I don't. No. I. I don't. No. I don't really trust him, but I trust him more than Broussard. Um, and Stephen A. Smith's had some Kawhi news. He actually had the Toronto Raptors trading for Kawhi before Woj. So I think he does maybe know a little bit about Kawhi. I'm not exactly sure about Jimmy Butler. Sorry. Okay, I got a couple lists of uh, some contracts that were extended and stuff. I'll just run through them. Lillard, four-year, 196 million dollar contract extension. Hassan Whiteside opts in for $27 million. Valanciunas, three forty-five. dollars uh, In his games with the Grizzlies, he was a 20-10 and 10 guy. So, I mean, I think that's a good deal for them. Um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. will be in the home run derby. <laughs> just a side judge. I, think I like that. Cool. I yeah. like that. And then Marcus Gasol opts in with a 25.6 player option. So, there's just any comments on any of those. Um, The most interesting you said was the home run derby. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I mean... A lot of those we were expecting Whiteside and Gasol, they'd be dumb to leave that money on the table. Um, that's a lot of money, and they were going to get that in the market, which was why I was kind of surprised that Horford did it, but he's going to get a pre- pretty decent deal from whomever he signs with. Um, who else did you have on there? Valanchunas. Yeah, we talked about him a little bit earlier. He had some great stats when he was playing there uh, towards the end of the year with the Grizzlies, uh, $15 million a year. Oh, I don't know if I'd want to pay him that, but um, you're gonna have you're gonna be rebuilding for at least two or three years around Jaw and I don't know who else they got, but it's gonna take him a while before they're in any place to compete. So might as well give him that money right now at this time and see if it works out. And um, another note on NBA news: speaking of bad rosters, how about the Charlotte Hornets? Whew. What was that stat you read earlier on Twitter? Uh, the Charlotte Hornets are paying Terry Rozier a uh, three-year contract, like $58 million. They only paid Kimball Walker $57.6 million <laughs> in his entire tenure uh, with the Charlotte Hornets, and he's got to be the best player in franchise history, correct? Yes. Yeah. Is it even close? I can't. No. Not even close. <laughs> and they, they were basically saying $10 million a year less than the max. Which, I mean, That's, technically they say they're the Charlotte Hornets of old, but really they're still the Charlotte Bobcats. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. Um, that lineup's going to be so bad. So what? They got Rozier. They lost Lamb. Batum. I don't, still. So they're going to have Malik Monk, Batum, uh, Marvin Williams, and Cody Zeller. Oh my God. Terry Rozier was that the worst team in the East right now? Yeah, I don't. I don't know why you signed Terry Rozier. You already have a terrible, terrible Knicks. team. You 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 tank. You tank for three or four years, and you see what happens. Terry Rozier is not leading them to the playoffs. I will go out on a limb right now and say, in those three years, right now on this podcast. He will not lead the Charlotte Hornets to the playoffs. Yeah, I, don't I, I don't disagree, but I just thought of something. Chris, we're talking about the Hornets. He mentioned Tank. Frank Kaminsky. Frank Kaminsky. Now oh, that, no. Listen, oh, no. Now that we have that needed at the four, at a four spot, 
is Frank Kaminsky somebody? For the right price, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah. But okay. If you're asking me if I'd rather have him over TJ Leaf, no question. Okay. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. Okay. So Sorry. Whatever. Uh, we'll, push we'll on. Sorry. We'll I just, deal with that if it comes. I just I thought about on. Tank. Yeah, you, Charlotte Hornets. Now you got me thinking yeah. about it. You just derailed this whole podcast. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Don't Jesus, hurt me. man. Now I gotta think with that. All right, we also missed the NBA awards since the last time we recorded. Giannis MVP is between him and Harden in most people's minds. Um, and if you looked at the votes, I think Giannis. What did he win by? Nobody knows. I'm not sure. Rookie of the year, Luka Doncic, and Defensive Player of the Year, Rudy Gobert goes back to back. No Miles even in that discussion still pisses me off a lot. But I yep. think they got the other two wards right. But I think, for me, personally, Turner should have been the depoy. But what, yeah. what, what, He should have always been a finalist. Yeah, yeah, um, he deserved to be a finalist, 100%. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I think it's more of a popularity. Rudy Gobert's, you know. not po- He's not popular. Really. No, but, like, people look at these advanced stats yeah. and things like that, and he's really good in that aspect. I don't look at advanced stats. I don't care. I just like to watch basketball. Um, and so I think that's why people are kind of biased towards him. Of course he's a great defender. Who else was in there? I think Paul George. I mean, his name probably. And yeah, he did have a good season. Who was the other one? The finalist for defensive player. Uh, Rudy Gobert. Uh, bu- 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 was it Draymond? I don't think so. Uh, oh, no. It was Kawhi. Wasn't it? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was Kawhi. I thought it was somebody It was a good wing guy. Maybe it's Kawhi. Yeah, I don't know. I th- yeah. Uh, NBA Awards. That's, 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 that's Speaking of the awards show, that's just too much for me. <laughs> that two-hour show. I didn't watch any of it. I just updated Twitter and saw who won. I didn't even see who won MVP until the next morning. It's just pointless. Uh... The jokes aren't funny. Shaq roasting his ex-wife was the best part. I didn't hear that, but I need to listen to it. I also liked when that one guy who does impressions was imitating Shaq. That was kind of funny. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Um, Other than that, it's just a big waste of time. Announce them just like he used to. Get get rid of the award show. Um, Let's move on with our lives. What else you got? I got Banker's Life. 20-year deal expires today on Sunday. Negotiations are ongoing, according to Scott Nagnus, for a new sponsor. What are they going to name it? I don't know, but that's something we're going to have to deal with. It's not Banker's Life. So it's just going to be Pacers Arena until they find somebody? They'll have a sponsor before the season starts. Motorola? Spring the Motorola. I feel like sponsoring a stadium has got to be more than sponsoring a jersey. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Steak and Shake Fieldhouse? Eli Lilly Fieldhouse? Uh, Salesforce Fieldhouse? I mean, it's probably a bigger company in India, if I had to guess. Central in Indy. Jack's Donuts? Oh, Jack's Donuts Fieldhouse. <laughs> wow, that would be the most Midwestern thing ever. They're already right? selling donuts there at the stadium. I mean, you might as well do it. You think they have that kind of money? No. <laughs> Probably not. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be changed next year. Next up, I got, are we undervaluing TJ Warren? I think we, we are. I think we are. I think, uh, I mean, so obviously, admittingly, this, I didn't watch a lot this of is the game. syndrome that I think we have to look out for. And we've talked about it a lot in the past with Tyreek Evans and Evan Turner is these players that are on bad, bad teams, teams and they're well. averaging really good stats. TJ Warren averaged 18 points a game on a bad team his entire career. He never played on a good team. So from I've never I mean, I've watched him play in the past. I'm not going to say I know it all on TJ Warren. I've watched some more videos on him. After we traded for him, I think it's a hell of a deal for $10 million. Just even considering the guy can play small forward and power forward, so he's very versatile. I mean, and that's one of the big things now in the NBA. The Pacers didn't really have that versatility last year. Bogey could not guard guard a four. Uh, TJ Warren can do that, so he can guard the three and the four. 
he's not a very good defender, but offensively when he goes off, he goes off. So, and he's only making $10 million a year, which I mean, I think is, uh, for his value, I think that's a hell of a deal. And I think Jake had just said a few minutes ago before we even started recording some tweet he found was the Suns gave up TJ Warren and the 32nd overall pick just to pay Ricky Rubio, <laughs> which is Yuck. probably one of the worst trades in NBA history. Worst team in the West, Suns, possibly? Uh, I think the Hornets will be the worst in the East. I'm just now yeah. looking at the yeah. What you just told me. Suns, I, yeah, I don't see anybody worse than them right now off the Magic top of my head. They're not the Magic. Uh, um, Mavericks have gotten better. Clippers aren't even anywhere near the discussion. Jazz. The Lakers, I mean, they're not going to be as Kings far down. Aren't in the discussion anymore. Um, the Pelicans, yeah, I mean, they're the wor- they were not the worst, but they had a bad record. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's definitely got to be the Suns, I Suns feel like. Timberwolves, but if, I mean, if they get Russell. Yeah. All right, next up, I got the Bojan replies on Twitter. So this is kind of revisionist history because he's not here anymore. But my whole thing was people just seem to just love Bojan so much. And I get it, but we, like we've said, he's, I think he's one of the more replaceable players. Yeah. He wasn't that good on defense, and he could just – I mean, he was a good shooter. He's what you want out of most guys in the league, so – that's all I have about it. What do you have to say about that, Jake? You haven't said much in around the association. You've been over there on your phone. Yes. Just seeing what you got to say. Do you even know what he said? We're talking about Bojan, right? Yeah, what about him? I love the guy. <laughs> but, but what well, was the question? Listen, here, no, no, here. No, 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 no. Well, hold on, hold on. Let me question? just say this because I'm going to get some bad rap. But I don't even know if there was a question. Listen. What was the statement? I don't know. <laughs> listen. <laughs> I, I have been doing the same thing this whole time. I've got my thoughts out. I get them out in about, you know, a minute, two minutes spurts. I'm in vacation mode, and I'm still on the honeymoon. I'm still on mountain time. I'm hurting. But the biggest thing for me is I think today has been a great day for us on Twitter. I yeah. think we, we've gotten with a lot of fans. I've been responding the whole time. You guys have done a great job. Here's my thoughts on Bojan. I have no clue what the hell you just said. Um Bojan to me, like we mentioned, TJ TJ Warren gives us a chance to have that stretch forward. The Bojan just could not do it. Dude had zero blocks last year. <laughs> zero blocks. Like you, you might be. Yeah, I mean, I honestly think if I played a full NBA season, I would run into a block. You'd have to. Like You'd get I would. Thomas I would miss. Yeah, I'd mistakenly get a block shot. Bojan didn't have one block shot. He can't guard the four. TJ Warren can guard the four. Um, and so I, I think this. I think Bojan is going to do well in Utah. Um, there's no better place for a white person to go other than Utah. And now Chris is on his phone. He has no clue what I'm saying. So, uh, But, no, seriously, this is a big day for us. Uh, I hate to see Bojan go. really hate to see Thad go. But we got better today. Like, we we were we, – we got better today. And it started with the uh, TJ Warren trade. Uh, like Chris mentioned, this Rubio deal is so bad for the Suns. I actually think Rubio works out a lot better with the Suns than he, does, than he would have with the Pacers. Uh, but you gave us TJ Warren in the 32nd pick granted we did nothing with 32nd pick it's just like yeah 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 forget that now but um yeah gosh i just i i really hate bully on leaving but um is what it is um we'll fill the void with tj warren and uh, we got younger more athletic and that's what you got to do if we can find another four because we are not as athletic with domas at the four excuse me um Julius Randle, I don't think we've mentioned this yet. Four, th- excuse me, three years, sixty-three million to the Knicks. They refuse to give Kevin Durant the max. What are your guys' thoughts on that deal? A joke. A joke, but it's just perfect Knicks. I, like I said earlier, I'm very proud and happy that I will never have to worry about the Knicks being a problem for the Pacers in my lifetime. And that's just I like going to sleep now and that, you know. Oh boy, got Oh, it's Massey. 
Evan Massey. He's got a blue check now. Yeah. Evan Massey, this is purely speculation, but I would not be shocked to see the Pacers take a long look at Jabari Parker as the backup four. Mm. Wow, I wouldn't mind that. Depends on what he gets. Yeah. Is he uh, just a straight-up free agent? Just a straight-up free yep, agent. They, he had a Shouldn't cost a ton and was productive last year. His good history with Brogdon as well. Indy should target another four. Completely agree with Massey. We've been preaching it, um, although it won't be breaking news. We said this like two hours ago, which would have been like breaking news. We need a four. Maybe we have a four by the time people hear this. I don't yeah, know. Maybe. But uh, Parker does make some sense. I don't mind that at all. I think that's all I got for around the association. Well, I want to see here now. Um... You guys talk about more free agency. Well, I'm going to look something up real quick. I'll ask this question since we're on around the association. Um, I think the Clippers would be the best team in the West if they got Jimmy Butler and Kawhi Leonard. I don't disagree with that. Just for I think Kawhi Leonard, Landry Shamit, Montrezl—they're just deep. They're deep. They're like very the Pacers deep with a, a superstar. With you know another superstar. They are they're what deep. they are. They have that. Um, the the Clippers were what Denver like used to be, where they just had a bunch of guys and they just played hard and they're gonna get. They're a lot like the Pacers were, were last year without Vic. Yeah. They're gonna get the five or the six seed just because they play hard and play well every single day. Now you throw in Kawhi Leonard, arguably the league's best player, um, and if you if you add Jimmy Butler to that team, holy cow! I mean, Jimmy Butler could derail any locker room, but I think we'd be happy to have him on the Pacers. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just right. easy stuff like that. You got it now. Whenever okay. you're done. No, uh, I was just saying, Chris, what do you think? Clippers, if they added Kawhi and Jimmy Butler, could be the favorites in the West? Yes. yes. Okay. Kawhi. I like them better than the Lakers. You put Kawhi on any team besides maybe like five or six, and they're, you're in, they're talks. Can, can I, before you say this, I heard some shizzle, shizzle, shiznat on ESPN Radio that pissed me off. They were saying that if Kawhi went to the Lakers, he would be third fiddle, and I could not disagree with that more. I think he'd be the best player on that team. The way he plays, I think maybe he would be like the third leading scorer, but I don't necessarily yeah. think that means he would be the one. That kind of pisses me off. Like He's Anthony, just so damn efficient. Anthony Davis shoot. is supposed to be like the stud. He's never done anything in yeah. the playoffs. And then LeBron and gets hurt. And LeBron couldn't carry a decent Laker. I mean, they, they're not, they weren't terrible. They couldn't carry a decent Lakers team. And now you're telling me Kawhi wouldn't be like their best player. Like, come on, he's better he's, than LeBron gonna right now. It. He's going to step it up defensively. Yeah, too. it doesn't matter. Okay. Guarding the guy that LeBron can't guard or won't guard. So from what I was just looking at, the Pacers now have 12 roster spots filled from what it looks like. I might be right, plus or minus one. But let's just call it 12. So they still have at least three spots to fill out. So Does that include Sumner Alize? Yes. So that includes everybody. Um, and I know they got some guys on two-way deals, but I'm not even going to count those. Those don't count. So um, Jabari? And then a mid-level guy would Jabari fill that mid-level role? He could get the mid-level exception. I'd be okay. Yeah, you with get that. a you get a mid-level guy, and then you get maybe a minimum, a couple minimum players like Jared Dudley, or yeah. you know, someone in that, Leonard, or yeah. Kawhi Leonard. Maybe you get Demarcus Cousins. He comes play for the uh, MLE. If he comes to the Pacers to play for the exception, I'm a little interested to see. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Um, sorry, I'm a little interested to see what Cousins gets with the Knicks. Um, because it it's not a done deal, but who else is going to pay him? I mean, they have to. They have to. Does Atlanta have any money at all? Not that I would send him to that locker. I'm just curious. Uh, I, I would assume so. Shams, got another deal. George Hill, yep. Milwaukee Bucks, three-year, $29 million. So he's getting $10 million a year. Wow. So he's basically what Darren Collison got with us. 
So he's going to be the Brogdon, excuse me, Brogdon uh, replacement. I think we won that. So he filled in. When Brogdon was hurt last year, he filled in for him. So combo guard, George Hill. Good signing. Don't like the uh, dollars and cents on that. but I don't think the Bucks have gotten any better. No. no they're the I same team. They they lo- I mean, they're going to be a top three seed. Yeah. Um, I mean, they had the most ones in the NBA. Yeah. So they're going to be – they're, they're, and they have the best player – one of the best players in the league, if not the best player. So – Can you bring up – can you bring up a list of shooting guards? I just want to. I just yeah. I just want to give some listeners a few guys that I personally like, and this is off the. This is off the hip. While he's bringing that up, I'm just going to mention Danny Green. Oh no, no it's mind. got it's got to be it's got to be lower on the list. Go ahead, share it. Uh, when I, he's gone. He's taken too much money. Go ahead. My exciting news: When I go home tonight, I am going to eat the Oreo Yellow Cake Better Shake from Sonic. Ooh, you guys heard deal. of that? Had a couple sips of it on the way here. Put it in the freezer. Can't wait. Just Seth to Curry that. would be interesting. It's really good. I'd suggest to anybody out there. Seth How much Curry. Seth Curry demand? Uh, he made he. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. You think he? he you think it'd be I'm that thinking, much? I'm thinking that's on the higher range. Yeah, I think four? he could be a beautiful four. Imagine him filling in. Maybe. Oh, there he is. There he is, Lance, Lance Stevenson. Stevenson. Uh, I also wouldn't mind Justin Holiday on the cheap cheap, or bring a guy like Vince Carter in. Sean Pert, Stauskas. I don't love Vince Carter. Don't give me shit for this later. Troy Daniels, Abrinas, Wayne Seldon, Patrick McCall. That's I mean I Austin Rivers. Reggie I don't Holt, like Austin Rivers at all. KCP. I feel like he demands. We just need somebody money. in the three to five million dollar range. I think so Seth Curry's. Our Seth Curry would be a great option. But the more I'm thinking about it, scroll down just a tiny. I like Justin Holiday on this on this roster. I like Justin Holiday. Ten points, four rebounds. He's an athletic Pairing guy. him with his brother. 6'6". Six, six. That's a good point. I kind of like Justin Holiday in the cheap, cheap. Or you bring in a guy like Vince Carter, uh, who doesn't need to play big minutes, could be great for the locker room, and he could fill in for that time Vic's gone. I don't mind that either. Like, we're not talking about big deals here, guys. We're talking about bargain bin guys. Yeah. So, what you have to do to fill out the roster. What you have to do to fill out the roster, and we desperately need a two with some experience. Um. So I want to read off some tweets to you guys here from our main man. Ooh, Corkbonds? Oh. Ooh. Who my Corkbonds? Go ahead. From our main man, uh, I know everybody's been wondering what he thinks, Alan Patterson, MD. Yeah. Um, if you don't follow this guy, make sure you go follow him, Alan Patterson, MD. <laughs> Alan is spelled A-L-A-N. Um, the OBGYN from Florida. I do want to say before I read these tweets, I was tweeting at him the other day that I loved him from the Twitter account like five times, and he was just going back and forth. I asked him if he wanted to come on the show, and he was talking about us flying out to see him in Florida. I don't think he knows cell phones exist, even though his thing shows that he's tweeting from an Android. Anyway, so he responded to a fake Malcolm Brogdon account that said, y'all really sent me to effing Indiana, and then they tagged the Bucks. That's a fake Malcolm Brogdon account that has... 150 followers, <laughs> and the name spelled Malcolm, C-O-M. Um, and he says, you are going to love the Pacers, have a better organization. The Bucks. you had best talent. Your team underachieved. You should have beat the Raptors, and you didn't. Now you're going to go to a great organization with a great coach and great Pacers, Kev, and Vic Oladipo. Be thankful. So he thinks that's the real. Um, are we going to tell him, or are we just going to let no, him? No, I think we're going to let him think that. Uh, 
Once the you get there, it's a scary place yeah. for an older person, you know? Once you get there, you're going to apologize for that tweet. Pacers have a great organization, crazy fans, and they overachieve, unlike your Bucks, who underachieved this year, blah, 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 blah. If you really said that tweet, you will regret it once you get it. It's a great – okay, jeez, I can't read anymore. He, he he's, he's responding to a fake Malcolm Brogdon <laughs> account. I got to – okay, I got to tell him. <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm saying that's a fake account, bud. Hey, also uh, Malcolm Brogdon and Jeremy Lamb, the uh, the edit, um, currently up to 673 likes and 156 retweets, and up to 100 percent dumbasses think it's in a real photo. God, you are stupid. Twitter people are stupid. Like I kind of want to get suspended also, from Twitter. Listen, also almost a hundred likes on the was Ricky Rubio the most hated Indiana Pacer of all time. <laughs> That's just a great. I mean, honestly, it's him. It's Tyreek. It's Ma- Evan Turner. Monte Ellis. Yes, I'll put him in my top five. Mike Dunleavy. I don't hate Dunleavy as much as I the others. Dunleavy, uh, Troy Murphy, C.J. Miles, maybe. No, no. C.J. Miles was more liked. Okay. He was what about good, what about Jamal Tinsley at the end? Yeah, yeah, Jamal Tinsley at the end. Steven Jackson at the end. Alan B. Patterson would say run our test. Yeah, I could see that. Mm. So, other than that, you guys got anything else for today's show? Nope. Hate to see you go, but I love to watch you guys leave. We will be back, I think. Probably, I wouldn't be surprised if the Pacers make another move. Yeah, by we're the probably time this recording tomorrow. Who we're knows? probably going to be recording again sometime this week. Just a lot of stuff going down, and we got to stay in the loop. So. Appreciate you guys listening to the entirety of this. Sorry it was all over the place, but we were recording this right during the free agency period, and that's just what makes it more exciting. Um, So thanks for listening, and uh, we will see you guys soon. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.